Welcome to the first episode of That Change Show, a weekly 15-minute show designed to help you jiggle your change loose when you feel stuck. So right off the bat, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform, you can get the video versions at leanchange.tv. So if you are listening to this and you're not watching it on LCM TV, you're missing out on the awesome stash that I'm rocking because it is Movember and uh, we're trying to raise $10,000 for men's mental health research. You can find more information in the show notes or in the description below if you would like to contribute to it. So let's get right into this show. So the inspiration for this show comes from basically traveling the world since 2014, visiting and working in many different companies of all shapes and sizes and uh, conducting lean coffee sessions and joining lean coffee sessions from other facilitators all around the world, really with one intention. Where are people getting stuck? What's their biggest challenge with change? And how are they getting unstuck? So this question comes from a lean coffee session that I did in Japan with fellow lean change facilitator Stefan Neusperling, who I hope I pronounced that right. Anyway, oh, as a side note, these shows are live, so there is no editing. There's just a topic or a question, and I try to keep these short to just give you some little tidbits of information about how to move your change forward. So anyway, the question in that lean coffee was, What's the difference between lean change management and change agility? So for those that don't know, lean change management came out in 2012. I rewrote and re-released it in 2014 and change agility came out in 2020. So in lean change management, I specifically mentioned, I don't know if this is a framework, a method, a practice, a tool, whatever it is, you can decide that. I'm not really hung up on the labels. And change agility was more a diary. So the experiences of using the agile values and principles to facilitate change and to work in mostly a non-software context because I've been working with marketing teams, change teams, OD teams, business teams, teams outside of software for the greater part of the last 10 years or so. But I can understand why it might be confusing. What's the difference between the two? Because as soon as you put a label on something, people bring their own meaning to it. I've seen people post articles that here's the five principles of lean change management. And that's interesting because I'm like, well, I never really made any, so can you enlighten me? Plus, I don't believe principles are a thing that frameworks can have. So yes, you can say Scrum has five values and this framework has eight values and these things, but those are humanistic qualities. And when they are attached to a framework, it could be one of two reasons. One, it's intentionally done that way to sell it, make it sound good. Two, it reflects the creator's principles. But principles are things we have. I don't imagine anybody would Google what's the most controlling structured change process out there to ensure successful change. And the principles are coercion and all these other negative things. And you would go, well, great, That's those are my principles. I'm going to follow that. No, of course not. All of these frameworks and methods and things like that, all talk about collaboration and co-creation and we're people first, but here's the templates you have to get those people to fill out. And they're incongruent. So once the idea is out there, again, it's going to be interpreted based on who is receiving the idea, what their experiences are, what's worked for them in the past, and they're going to attach their own meaning to it. So for the sake of this topic, I'm going to say Lean change management is the engine. It's the thing that helps take you from point A to point B. It doesn't tell you how to get there. It gives you a feedback-driven approach to learn how to think in your own context. 
And the engine part actually is inspired by another LCM facilitator, Peter Zerchurkin, who is based in Switzerland. And he's always been calling it the engine. Um, and yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. That's something that, you know, can take you to a place. But, you know, it's, it's not going to direct you with everything step by step about how to do it. You have to think about it yourself. That sounds good to me. Now, change agility is more of an outcome, so it's based on balancing the art and science of change. So, when I released Lean Change Management, I released a mini book called The Art and Science of Change, and really put it on a shelf and didn't do a lot with it. But as time went on, and when change agility came out, it really helped me realize, there were a couple of things that made me realize what those things mean. One was somebody had uh, tweeted at me with some disparaging comment about just stapling the word lean in front of change management. And I said, well, I couldn't really call the book How I Like to Work because nobody's going to buy a book called How I Like to Work. So that, plus all the stories and change agility, uh, the insights from Peter and Stefan and the thousands of people that I've talked to over the last eight, nine years, really, the it is about how I see the world of change and how I like to work, and some people like that. So that sounds very loose because we live in a world that we want to hold on to these frameworks and we want to feel okay that we've used this scientifically backed, step-by-step, best-practice process that's going to get us to move change forward. And it just doesn't work that way. It never has and it never will. But when we say things like that, it doesn't make us feel good. It makes us feel uncertain and icky, and it doesn't feel like we're going to move forward, and we don't know exactly where we're going or how we're going to get there. And it creates stress and anxiety on top of that. So let's look at change agility as being the outcome. So balancing the art and science of change, there's four dimensions that matter. And those dimensions are big ideas. Those are all the ideas we use. Um, tools and practices, these are the tangible day-to-day -day things that we do. There is who we are as change people, so our temperament and our attitude and our experiences and beliefs, and then the stance we take, so the lenses that we look through um, and uh, other things that are more about uh, how do I see change, how am I approaching it as a coach, as a facilitator, as a consultant. Now, traveling the world, I found that people who were achieving what I would call change agility were successfully balancing those four. So if you're skewed more towards the tools and practices side, your change will be very sterile and the humanity will be sucked out of it. You'll be following the process over and potentially forgetting about the context. If you focus too much on just the ideas, you can bring more uncertainty and chaos because it doesn't feel tangible. You've got these abstract ideas that sound good, um, but you're not exactly sure how you're going to apply those on a day-to-day -day basis. If you skew more towards the side of you as the change agent, sometimes you might make it about yourself and you might come from a place of ego instead of eco. And the change agent stance is based on your outlook, based on who you are, what your temperament is, how do you see yourself as a manager of change, as in you have to control it and manage it, do you see yourself as a facilitator where you're providing an environment that allows change to emerge? And it was organizations that were balancing all four that seemed to be moving change forward. 
So the idea is context should be first. I mean, I've got people asking me, where should I start with lean change management? What's the first step? I've been to your workshop. I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do on Monday. And I can say, okay, well, step number one is you do a strategic change canvas. You talk about why the change, why now, who's affected and how, how are we gonna know if we're moving in the right direction? How do we know when we got there and what experiments are we gonna do? And then people will say, well, we're already halfway through the change. We already have the business case. We already have the budget. We can't do that. That won't work here. Okay, good. Now let's try something different. Let's do a quick retrospective on how you approach change today. So you want to use this new lean change management framework that you've learned about. What is it about how you do change that isn't working now that's leading you to want to look at something else? Oh, well, I just want to know the steps or how the process works or how the tool works so I can go ahead and use it. So missing out in the context gets you into this place of what are the five steps? How do I start? How do I move in this linear path to apply the framework? And change doesn't work that way because a lot of the times we're really, as change agents, we're kind of parachuted into a constantly changing reality. So maybe you are there at the start of the change. So let's just say you've been brought in to roll out a three-year modernization program that's a shift from technology stack A to B. Are you there from before the purchase decision? Because if you are, then I would go into co-create mode and I would start to gather some insights around, well, I guess at its core, why this change, why now, what options do we have? Now, if you've joined post-platform purchase, that's not going to change. We've already invested the money in the platform. We've already spent the $8 million on licensing for it. Now we just have to go for the three years of implement. Okay, well then I would now switch my stance and I would start with what are the three most important things we need to do next week that take us closer to our monthly goal. So I would use a completely different stance and approach depending on where I'm plunked into the context. And that's what change agility is. It's about learning how to think in your own context and building a contextual approach for change. All right, so over the coming weeks, if you're watching this first episode when it came out around November 2021, you're going to start to see new elements of the lean change ecosystem, if you want to call it that, dripped out over time. And it's really a combination of all of the learnings over the last seven, eight years, and really what is helping people get unstuck. So future episodes, they're going to be about the same 15 minutes or so, and they're going to be inspired by questions that I've had from change agents all over the world, whether in person or in workshops. So remember to go to leanchange.tv. You can comment on episodes. You can add your own questions. Maybe you'll end up on the show. So remember to hit like and subscribe if you're watching this on leanchange.tv or subscribe in your podcasting app and you'll get notified when new episodes comes out. That's it for now. I'm Jason Little, the host of That Change Show and author of Lean Change Management and Change Agility, and I will see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.